All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Rolling with the Barons. This is episode eight. I am head coach Roland Woods of the Brooklyn Barons uh, with the Relocation Football League, a.k.a. the RFL. All right, you can find us at uh, RelocationFootballLeague.com. All right, you can find uh, the RFL on Twitter at RFL underscore Sim underscore League. All right, uh, you can find the Barons at Barons RFL. That's uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh Look up Relocation Football League on YouTube. All right. To follow our games, follow our streams. All right. Definitely come and tune in for those Barons games. Uh, I will definitely be posting those uh, on social media. Uh, more so now that we're in the regular season. All right. I definitely want to get us out there, get those promoted, and have people coming into the games. All right. And uh, <clears throat> also, we should be moving the podcast to Tuesdays. All right. I don't have a game this week, preseason four, or next week, uh, week one. Uh, but I think I still may drop a podcast that Tuesday, just to keep things updated for how we're going to move uh, for this part of the season. Things we're going to uh, finalize. His coaches will be finalizing things in the up, uh, upcoming weeks for the season. So uh, I'll be willing to discuss some of those things. And also, we still have a few competitions that will be going on, but we'll talk about those more in uh, this podcast, uh, leading into the next podcast. All right. So first, <clears throat> we have narrowed down to our 53-man roster. All right. We'll say 63-man really is uh, 62. I think we still have one practice squad spot still open. And uh, I still expect us to do some shuffling in the upcoming weeks which is going to be kind of, well, I want to say, well, yeah, upcoming weeks between now and our first game, we still might do a little bit more shuffling, uh, which is going to be kind of, might be kind of difficult. Uh, you might see us make uh, some trades. Uh, we're just looking to maneuver around. Uh, I feel solid about who we're running. Uh, as far as our starters, I do feel like there are some areas where we could still uh, make an impact, a bigger impact as far as making a push for this year. There's a couple uh, veteran guys that I see that we can probably make uh, some useful depth just in case. Uh, you don't really want to, you don't really want to lose a piece for it just in case. So it's still maneuvering around who we're going to keep. Uh, still a couple guys on the roster who we will talk about that are still kind of borderline guys because I see other guys that I can move in their spots or they're just or they just didn't. Uh, perform at the level I expected them to perform, but they just still happen to make it onto the team for now uh, for different reasons, and we'll talk about those different reasons. And uh, another thing we're going to talk about are the people who uh, we've cut or the people who are on the practice squad. Uh, some of those people may uh, move up to the 53 roster or return back uh, the main 53 or uh return back to the team so that we will see that we will see we, we we're still doing a lot of testing we're still doing a lot of testing because we want to go into the season feeling like uh we're at our best that we every stone has been unturned as you would say so <clears throat> first uh getting into things we're going to start with the cuts all right so i did a lot of I did a lot of reviewing of our preseason game. I watched it maybe like 
20, 30 times, just watching it over and over and over, rewinding it back, watching plays over and over and over. And it's just from watching these plays, from watching that game, it helped me make a lot of decisions on people. And I will talk about those as I talk about uh, the different breakdowns. First starting with cuts, all right? So uh, first cut we're going to start with is uh, Xavier Ballard. Uh, Xavier Ballard had a decent game. <clears throat> Sorry. Xavier Ballard had a decent game. Not taking anything away from his performance as far as uh, him. Like he, he had a couple in the rounds. He was very versatile. Uh, he had a couple key catches when uh, Caleb needed him. Uh, we're not taking any part of that away. But as far as what we expected from him, uh, we were still a little underwhelmed. All right. And as far as just keeping a guy uh, for depth, we still, when we look at our depth, we want to look at the upside. When we look at our starters, we look more into veterans, more to established guys. But when we look into our depth, we look to uh, more youth, younger guys that we can mold. So when they become those veterans that uh, we can put in, we understand them better because we, we, we help mold them into the guys that they are. All right. And with the guy like Ballard being on still not an old guy, only being 26, but still being in that stage where you can't really mold him for him to just be a deaf guy he would have had to show a little bit more for us and with us putting him in the position that we put in put him in putting him in the slot where we had him last year where we felt like that was his best uh spot and for him not to have a more dominant game uh we expect him to get open a lot more and to make a lot more plays uh for kb and even though he was i want to say our second leading receiver uh, with KB, even though he was still the second leading receiver, it's just the production that we got from those catches didn't really. It didn't really help. It didn't really help his play. Like now, don't get me wrong. There were key plays that he made. Like I understand, it was a, a crucial third down scramble that he made. It was a nice end around that he had in the red zone. Like he did have decent plays, but for what we expect of a guy of his caliber, of his uh. For his age and for what we feel like we can do as far as uh, a staff, as far as development, we thought he was a guy that we should let walk, but he still had potential to play somewhere else. He still has potential to play somewhere else, and I expect him to get picked up, even if it's later down the line due to injury. And if he's somebody I expect to get picked up and somebody, the coaches are going to fall in love uh, with the way that he plays because he, he's still a solid player. It's just for the way that we plan on moving uh, going forward. He just didn't fit what we wanted to do. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. All right. The next we have uh, Donovan Spate. He was our next cut. And uh, Spate didn't get really much action, uh, not only as far as reps uh, in practice, but also reps in the game. Uh, we tried to use him a little bit as special teams, but he was kind of outshined by the other guys we had, and he just became a casualty. Uh, I think he has a lot of uh, skills. He has speed. He's somebody who can uh, be developed, somebody who can be used. He has a lot of potential, a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. And I think a team will like uh, – I think he'll definitely be picked up as well, and the team will definitely uh, get good work out of him. Uh, but as far as right now, uh, the way we would like to move in the receiver position, having the youth that we have and the depth that we have, he was just a guy that we just couldn't uh, hold on to for right now. 
All right. And uh, next we move to uh, uh, Jerome Besser. We let Besser go because we happened to find some youth. The same with Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher was a guy that we brought in knowing that we would probably let go. He was just a guy that we wanted to bring in. He had some awareness that when he was working with our younger guys, we still had a guy with some uh, awareness, some skills, some age uh, that was working with uh, the younger guys around him that we were testing in the preseason to help kind of hold things together. And I think he did that solid. And I, he's also a guy that I think that if things dwindled down, if we started taking injuries in the line area, he's somebody that we would bring back to help uh, shore us up as depth. So uh, that's something that we're definitely keeping in mind, especially him with, with him being an older guy. I don't expect a lot of teams to really jump on him, and I feel like that we can use him if we need to use him. All right. And uh, – we snuckily, uh, like we snuckily found someone who uh, we'll talk about uh, on a segment after uh, the segment uh, we're going to talk about next. All right. So now, uh, after those cuts, uh, Besser he was also uh, my bad. Besser was also a casualty of uh, just age. Him being uh, twenty nine, I do like older linemen, but with him being uh, 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 with him being a lower overall lineman. And also being older and me having a younger guy to match or could even surpass him by the end of the season, I was like, okay, it's time to make this move and we can continue to develop this guy behind the guys that we have. Uh, we happen to find another guy. Uh, we'll just talk about him now. All right, we'll just get right to it. Right, we have our surprise additions, and one of our surprise additions was uh, Juan McNair, was a guy who we found uh, right before the game. I'll say a day before the game, we brought in some guys for depth, and he was just a guy we were scrambling through, and we saw him, and he was like, okay, he, uh, pretty solid. He had some areas that we needed to work with for the basis of what we wanted to accomplish. He can get it done. And uh, we brought him in, and he looked, he looked pretty solid. He looked pretty good in the game, enough that I was like, okay, he's somebody that I wanted to keep and build on. There's a few guys like that. Uh, another guy being the reason why uh, we were able to let Ballard and uh, Spade go, which is going to be uh, Tevin Freeman. Uh, Tevin Freeman came in in our game against the Tigers, and he, he caught both of the receiving touchdowns from uh, Zach Leach. Uh, Zach Leach, also another guy we're going to keep. We'll talk about him next. Uh, Tevin Freeman caught both of the touchdowns from him, and uh, just watching him play, <clears throat> both of the catches were really good catches. Uh, great keeping your feet in bounds, making a tough catch, but it's just watching him play, watching him run his routes. Uh, we feel like he has a lot of ability. He's somebody that we can mold uh, for the future. And maybe somebody, someone this year who I can see getting some playing time. There's different things about him that uh, we feel that we can use. Uh, he's also somebody we're going to put on punt return. Uh, well, what, what, we have him competing right now with Mike Troy. Uh, Schofield as well will be uh, on punt return. But when we go to look at uh, Schofield possibly getting a, a little bit more reps in the receiver room. Uh, we wanted to have a guy on punt return who was different and uh, also brought another dynamic as far as attacking the special teams. Uh, so we narrowed it down back to, we brought Troy back. Uh, we, we brought Troy back. We'll talk about that a little bit more in, uh, later in the podcast. We brought Troy back to punt return. And uh, we also have Freeman. I like the fact that uh, Freeman is a little, <clears throat> Freeman is a little, He's a little elusive. He's he's a little elusive. I know it's changing direction now, but just the way he moves for his size and uh, <clears throat> the fact that he's so young and I think that we can continue to build him, uh, I like him. I like him. With our receiver room getting a lot of work, I feel like he'll get a lot of development uh, over the season and then we'll take a look at him again. And I also think he'll get a lot of playing time. I think he'll slowly, I think he'll slowly earn his way, at least for people who watch the Barons, as somebody who 
could have a good future here with this team. All right. All right. And then lastly, for our uh, surprise additions, uh, people that we really did not expect to make the team. Uh, well, first, no, let me go back to Zach Leach, the guy who threw uh, the two touchdowns to Tevin Freeman. Uh, we thought he would just be in a uh, practice squad guy, but he's somebody who we're actually going to keep on the roster, especially with us uh, moving auto subs to the QBs. I think I want to have three. I know our QBs are going to run. Uh, if injury is to happen, I want to have a guy already ready, and I want to have the subs already set, and I, already, I don't want to have to be, oh, it might have to be the punter. Or something like that. Like I don't want to risk that. Like, and he came out and he performed well. I think he brings another different dynamic. And I think it's three guys who all feel well in our offense, but all bring out a different part of it. So we're definitely keeping Zach Leach. Uh, he's now somebody that I want to get snagged. We were going to have him on practice squad, but it was like, nah, I don't want to risk him getting snagged because I think he's somebody that we can really, really work with. I think he's somebody we can really, really work with. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have Cody Tatum. Uh, Cody Tatum was a guy that, uh, I liked his traits. I liked his traits, uh, high motor, big hitter. Uh, as I said before in the game, he went out and, uh, he got his fumble. He made some crucial big hits and, uh, he's a guy that we feel like we can use now like even with him being a younger guy uh he's a guy that we feel like that we can work into rotation now uh you probably see him a lot when uh we go three four he'll probably be our middle linebacker too that i expect i expect him i expect to see him a lot on special teams because he'll be the middle linebacker too and i expect him to make uh, a few big plays on that i expect to see a lot of big plays from uh Cody Tatum, like, well, when I say a lot, it may be like three or four, but I do expect him to be somebody, like, even if it's just a hit without the fumble, that he will slowly begin to make his name for himself. And we've wanted a hitter in our linebacker core. Other than Kit, we have Kit, but in the middle of the field, we just wanted a guy who can roam around and hit. And we have Ethan King, who also has the big hitter trait, but he's he's up and down when he decides he wants to use it. It's, it's sometimes where I say, hey, Right then, you should have used it. But with guys like Kit and guys like Tatum, it's just something about them that every time they get the chance, they're using it. Like every tackle is going to be one of those, and every tackle raises the chances of uh, a fumble, especially coming across the middle. One of those receivers unexpectedly, after making one of those quick juke moves, bow, ball loose. And I think we can capitalize on that with Cody. So he worked his way on the team. And he actually worked his way into the starting rotation, which I'm surprised. I'm very, very surprised. But I love to see how he grows over this season. He could be another guy that I see pair with Juan. I think they could be a good uh I think they could be a good duo, especially because I feel like they both have similar builds as far as they're kind of built like safeties. And with me liking to use safeties, when I look at my linebackers, they're kind of built the same way. And if you look at the measurables of Cody Tatum and being 6'1", I think it's 225, like he's built more like a safety. It's kind of like he has to, he has to range for a safety, but maybe it's not for such a deep route. Uh, for a deep area of the field, you might not want to put him uh, on top and cover one and have him moving back. But as far as like moving around in the box, I think he's going to slowly make his way into being the key contributor for this team. Uh, I'm sure you can tell because I've talked about him the longest, about uh, the, uh, the surprises. But I'm really, really excited for what that can turn out to be. All right.
Then we're gonna talk about some borderline guys. Uh, one borderline guy. When I say borderline, I mean like they're on the team for now, but they're guys that we could see uh, released or swapped out. Uh, one of them being uh, uh, Carl Meredith uh, at running back. Uh, I like the the youth in our running back room, and I I like what they showed me, and they've they they've developed. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. And uh, I like what I've seen from them and what they could be, and I really want to just take a shot, uh, especially with uh, Troy. Uh, I think Troy has really stamped his name as the number two uh, running back, and I think that he can really have a successful career off of that. I really think, and I think if Kenny went down, he's a guy that I feel comfortable running out there as the one, like. I just love the way he plays. All right, I love the way I love the way Troy plays. All right, and then I, when you come in with Nickerson behind him, Nickerson has continued to develop. And uh, even though he didn't have the showing that I expected from him in the game as dominant as I would like it to be, he did show flashes of what he could be, and he did continue to grow as well. Or he is continuing to grow as well. He is still a rookie adjusting to the RFL game. That's his first live practice, so or first live action. So we'll definitely keep working towards getting him more action uh, throughout the season to see how he goes and see how he develops. But he's, again, somebody we feel like we can work with. And with us having that in the room and then we bring in Carl Meredith, he didn't do anything to outshine what we could have like he didn't take we brought him in to fight for the number two spot from troy and troy out troy stamped his spot enough that we even put meredith behind nickerson because we felt like nickerson was handling the number two spot better as well all right and nickerson being our rookie guy we weren't just going to sit him we weren't just going to sit him we were going to really see what he can do and he showed us that he could play and at the end of the day meredith even we try to put him on special teams he just didn't show us uh, what he could be now but we also understand anything can happen in the rfl and to have that kind of depth at running back is also crucial and you don't want to just let a guy like that go and he goes to one of your rivals uh you don't want to see that happen all right so we're kind of holding on to him right now we can't trade him because we just signed him uh this year and according to league rules, we have to hold on to him for at least a season. So we don't want to just sit him for the season. So he might see some reps every now and then. Uh, you never know what may happen. But as of now, he's just kind of the guy we have on the uh, back of the roster. And we'll see what he can do. All right. Uh, the second guy is uh, Telvin Anderson. Uh, he's borderline. Him being an older guy. And this is kind of his one shot. What we expected from him and what we're getting isn't really lining up. Now, I do feel like uh, he can play. He, I do feel like he can play. He makes plays. He's somebody that we want on the field. Uh, but he's not someone. He's the 12th man. That's what it's looking like right now. He's the 12th, the 12th man. And so we're probably going to use him more on a rotational basis. It's good to have a guy who comes in second and it's an X factor. He still has the skills. He still has the ways that we can use him. Uh, we don't. We tried moving Kid around, and as much as we like the fact that we can use Kid on both sides, we don't feel like the production matches when we move Anderson to Kid's spot. So we get, definitely gotta. We definitely want to put Kid back where he was and see if he could be more dominant. We'll definitely be doing. Uh, switching throughout the year and definitely throughout our, our upcoming practices throughout the weeks uh, to get a final read on that. But it's looking like uh, 
Anderson is going to be more of our number two guy. Uh, I was thinking of moving Parks to the inside, but once Tatum made his uh, his splash in the preseason, I kind of wanted to keep uh, Parks where we had him. Uh, we can go back to our base. I think our base from last year was very effective. Uh, and we're just switching uh, Rudy uh, Ruddy for uh, Tatum. It brings us that same kind of number two punch we was looking, that knockout punch we were looking for at the number two. So uh, that'll be good. That'll be good. We're looking at it. And then we can just have uh, Anderson kind of swooping around in different positions, uh, kind of just being that relief guy. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I've yet to see his X Factor activate in any of the practices, and that's even if I have him going in for into the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if he has to get 17 sacks in order for it to light up, but because of that, it's just kind of like, hey, now you're just a guy. You're not really helping the team in the way we expected you to help the team. So it's, it's also no cost to let him go. But we don't want to let him go if we don't have a valuable replacement guy. Because even though he's becoming, like, just not saying just a guy, because he's not, his X Factor isn't being as X Factor as we need it to be, he's still a solid player at that position and a good player to have his depth. So we'll see. All right. So now, from there, we're going to go to the final 53. Uh,. Some of these guys might get an explanation. Some of these guys, self-explanatory. All right, so starting at quarterback, QB1, Brinker, QB2, KB, QB3, we have Zach Leach. All right. At running back, of course, HB1 will be Kenny Steele. Then behind him, we will have uh, Mike Troy. Mike Troy will most likely be running back. Uh, third down running back number two as well, uh, with Meredith being third down running back number three. Uh, we have uh, Nickerson as power back number two. He'll also be halfback number three, with Meredith being halfback number four. All right. Uh, next at fullback, we will have uh, Patrick Watson, the paddy wagon, of course. All right. And then coming in a wide receiver, we have uh, Amari Emanuel at one. We have uh, Joe Johnson at two. Uh, Jackson Hunter would be our third wide receiver, all right, but there will still be, as of now, he'll be our third wide receiver. There will still be battles uh, within this week and next week inside uh, Barron's camp. That would be uh, to finalize how we move, and those battles will be between uh, Hunter, uh, Echol, Freeman, and uh, Schofield. Uh, J.J. a little bit as far as we'll hear. Where he will play, we will be doing a lot more testing with him uh, on the outside and a lot more testing with him on the inside. Uh, we want to move that week to week, but we shall see. I really like him in the the Keenan Allen role. Uh, even Mike Evans has been playing a, a lot more slot recently. Uh, the bigger guys have been playing a lot more slot, so it's just a matter of uh, getting it worked out, getting the kinks worked out in our uh, scheme of where's best to play. We might have to do a, a by formation. We might have to change the subs around a little bit, give them a little bit more movement. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. 
All right, but Hunter and Echo will be competing for uh, both outside and inside reps. Uh, Freeman is looking like he'll be our slot number two whenever we go four wide or be our first sub in. Uh, usually that guy is more of our gadget guy when we go our gadget way, so you'll probably see him on uh, some jet sweeps. That's where we really want to see him, but you'll also see him on a little bit of quick uh, quick route. I like his quick route. Uh, I think he's the guy who can get open in space, uh, so you'll probably see him. Uh, that's one of those guys, or he'll probably be uh, the deaf uh, slot guy. He does have sneaky speed where he can get deep on you, uh, but we really, really like his open space movement, and this is one of the reasons why we also have him on uh, punt return as well. All right, and uh, Schofield, we like Schofield on the outside as a deep threat. Uh, so he's a guy, like, we hope nothing go happens to Amari or JJ, knock on wood, but... Uh, Schofield is a guy that we would want to throw on the outside. He's also going to be a little bit of outside depth, him and Hunter. Uh, I feel Hunter would be moving all around, uh, matchup base. Sometimes we might want to play him against uh, the bigger slot. Uh, sometimes we might want to play him against the uh, slower outside guy. It just depends. It just depends. All right, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we move on to tight end. Uh, tight end we kept four. Uh, definitely we kept Bain, Hayer, Stelz, and uh, Brandon Jones. All right, uh Hayer will come in as our number two. I think when we go three tight end, I will move him to number three and let Stokes come in at two just because I like the blocking angles better. And I feel like that, I, I feel like in our scheme, that third tight end block, when we pull that third tight end and his blocks are more crucial. So we need him there. All right. Uh, next, we'll go to our line. Our line is going to be a little, our line is a little out of whack. We're still doing, we still have some competitions going on uh, with our line. All right, right now we have, uh, at left tackle, we have Trotter uh, starting, and then we have uh, Warford behind him. Uh, Warford, another young guy that we can build, uh, continues to light down that, uh, that number two uh, left tackle. I feel like he's our most balanced uh, deaf lineman, so we want to keep him in the most crucial spot. All right, uh, next at uh, left guard. Uh, slated right now as our starters at left guard, our starter at left guard, we have uh, Lane Printers. Now, I know we moved him to right tackle earlier in the season, and right now we still have him at tackle, but as we've been running our practices, he's been our left guard number one. Uh, behind him, we have McNair, and behind him, we have Thompson. All right, now, uh, we're still working on who's going to move where, uh, if we're going to have to move anybody anywhere. Uh, we've been playing Thompson at a center behind Lawson. Obviously, Lawson is center number one. Uh, as far as uh, right guard, we have Wynn by himself, Patrick Wynn. Uh, we have been moving McNair back and forth, uh, but we know we can also move Thompson back and forth as needed as well. Uh, with him being drafted as a guard, but looking pretty solid at the center position as well. All right, and then when we move to right tackle, we have uh, Wesley Maynard, who we have against Solid at left guard. But just as far as how things have been looking in our uh, recent practices, we try to adjust to uh, the sliders as the game or as the commissioner in the league adjusts them. So just from recently, how things have been looking as far as our pool and how we want to attack. We just been moving. We've had Maynard on the outside. Uh, he's looked pretty solid. Then we also have uh, Poirier at the next right tackle, uh, or the second right tackle, a guy that uh, project guy that we are continuing to build. Uh, we'll probably put him in if 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 Maynard went down. We were pro or one of our tackles went down. We will probably move. We will find other options before putting Poirier in, even though Poirier is somebody that we want to build. 
All right, we like Poirier, and uh, I think as the future builds with him, we'll move him to the other side as we develop his passing more. But for right now, we're, with running me in his strongest suit, we've been keeping him on the right side. All right. Uh, now, with our skipping our with our being done with our line. All right, we're gonna move over to our special teams because they never get no love. So I tried to put them right in the middle, so I won't forget them. All right, so we're bringing back our, our guy uh, Simon Brewer at kicker. He, uh, he looked pretty solid in the preseason. Uh, we see how things go. Uh, this is a very uh, crucial year for him. We will be watching him closely. Uh, we want to see no less than ninety percent field goal percentage. Uh, we know how crucial kickers are in the RFL, but if the opportunity presents itself for us to put us in a better situation, or if he shows us that he is uh, the best for our team, especially with us kicking in the situation we kick in, we play in a lot of the elements with us playing uh, in the north. Uh, so going to Toronto, it'll be snowing wind. Going to Columbus, it'll be snowing wind. Brooklyn, snowing wind. Tigers, Chicago, snowing wind. Like rain. Uh, like if you can't handle these kind of elements, uh, for at least for over half the games of the season, you're not gonna be able to make it here in Brooklyn. We need we need a strong leg, and he's a strong leg guy. So hopefully he can continue to show us that he's a strong leg guy, and his skill matches his performance. All right, and then uh, at punter we have uh, Kevin Morris, who I'm very excited to see how his season goes. I think he had a spectacular season and continue to develop. I would like to see him make the Pro Bowl. All right, like I know he's not one of the top names at punter, but I really feel like he could be in the running for making the Pro Bowl. I know it only goes to the one, and that's what I want to see. I just want to see him. He might not have the best uh, net average. He might not have the best net average, but I feel like inside the twenty, he might. I think he might be top of the game, and I can see it. I can see it. We'll see how it goes, but. I got high hopes for my man, uh, Kevin Morris. I think he's going to be a future style punter in this league, and I just can't wait to see how he develops, all right? Now we're going to move on to the uh, defensive side of the ball. All right, right now at, uh, we're going to start with left end. We have uh, Wayman Gates, obviously the starter, all right? And uh, behind him we have uh, Devin Hodges. Now we didn't see too much of Hodges in the preseason. Uh, we saw more of the younger guys, but Hodges is a guy that I really feel uh, – very uh secure in as far as uh depth on our line. He's somebody that I really like. Uh, so I liked enough that I didn't really pressure him to play. I put some of the younger guys in front of him to get more reps because I already kind of felt like I knew what I was going to get from him. All right. Now behind, uh, over on right end, we only have uh yeah uh, Tristan Van Ree. All right. Now we have guys on our roster that I feel like we can and probably will move around. Who I will talk about next. All right. But uh, right now at right end, we only have uh, Tristan Van Ree, who obviously will be our starter. All right. Uh, next, at defensive tackle, uh, we have Cheeseburger starting, obviously. All right. We have uh, Maxi Haggerty. Uh, now, with Maxi, he's a guy that we like, and he's also a guy that we can move along the line. But uh, he's also a guy that we do have on the trading block. We just put him on the trading block uh, recently. And uh, just because it's that time uh, going into the season, guys getting their rosters together, seeing the final three, making their final cuts, and just he's a young guy who I feel like can uh, be developed. 
uh, he's somebody that we can work with as well. But just if he had the opportunity to go to another team in this time when they were making their uh, final adjustments, uh, maybe get a starting position, then I will put it out there. Uh, we are looking for. We are looking for players. I can't say which players we're looking for exactly. Uh, if you give us a deal and we feel like it's good, we'll we'll take a shot. Uh, we'll also take picks. Obviously, we'll also take picks. Uh, it's not a pressure trade where we're trying to get him off. He's just a guy that we see with potential and that we will use. Don't get me wrong. He's a guy that we will continue to use. Uh, if he is a baron, but just for him to have the opportunity to start somewhere in this league, we just wanted to give him a shot. All right. Now behind uh, Max, we have uh, Fugger Fugger. Now Fugger Fugger is the guy that I think we might slide behind Yap and let him develop. I love the way that he plays. I love what he brings to the table. I think one day he may possibly have the potential to be the successor to what uh, – Wayman Yates brings to us if he continues to develop. I like, I really like what he brings as far as being on that side of the ball. Uh, right now, we're going to have him behind Yap in the rotation because I feel like he brings a little bit more run support. If uh, we had to bring Yap out as far as our backups, he brings a little bit more run support to that side. He's somebody who eats bodies that will continue to let our linebacker on that side continue to run free. All right. So we don't want to take away too much with power move also being one of his strengths, but block shedding is one of his strengths too. So that's why I say uh, maybe later he may move over to where uh, to the left side and uh, be more of an anchor there. It's just a test of can his speed hold up with him being more of one of the slower ends. We don't want him to be just a space eater in such a crucial spot. If he's just going to eat space, we can move him to the other side and we feel like his space eating ability will be more beneficial to the team. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. Fugger Fugger is a guy that I really, really like. I, I like Fugger Fugger. He's been really, he's been really standing out lately. He's been really standing out. And he's somebody, he got the strip sack in the game. All right. So just when I was testing his pass rush ability, he got there. He made the play. So he's somebody will definitely, definitely continue to uh, build. All right. And then behind Fugger Fugger, we have, uh, we had Corey Tompkins. Uh, Tompkins is a guy who is kind of on the borderline. The thing we like about him is he's a big body that we can put in space, say if something happened to Cheese or Cheese needed to take a break. He's another. He's a big body guy that we can put in there to eat up space. But with him being, I won't say he's an older guy. I want to say he's only 25. But with us having Maxi and with us having Fugger Fugger and with us having Cheese, it's going to take a lot for him to get uh, some good reps. All right. He might also make his way uh, to the trading block as well. All right. We'll see. We'll see around the league. We'll see how people We'll see how people feel. All right. We also got to check and see if we can put him up there because I think since I re-signed him last year, I can't put him on the uh, trading block. But we'll see. We do know that uh, Maxie's on the trading block, and we'll see if uh, anyone, if anybody bites. All right, so now, uh, moving on, to, uh, left outside linebacker. Right now, at left outside linebacker, we have uh, uh, Damian Parks. 
All right, who we know, uh, we've decided that we're going to keep him at left line, left outside linebacker. And uh, Slater, over there, we have been running uh, Kit Morrison at some left outside linebacker uh, because he is our best power rusher uh, in the linebacker core at the moment. So we were trying him over there when we were running more of our 3-4. All right, so now I'm going to move him back to the right because I see Park starting on the left and uh, Anderson coming in as a backup. Uh, that was a competition that I really didn't see it as a competition because I knew what I would get from Parks. It was just a matter of if Anderson could surpass it. And in my book, in my opinion, he didn't. So we will continue to see uh, Damian Parks and I left outside linebacker spot with uh, uh, Anderson coming in behind him. And uh, we're going to move Kit back over to the right. All right. So, I guess since we're talking about the right, we'll keep it on the right. Uh, we have Telvin Anderson on the right right now. Uh, we're going to keep him as a right outside linebacker, uh, even though he's not going to get any development. And we got him as a left outside linebacker. I just feel like for what he is, scheme fit and all that uh, production, he's better on the right. So, we just move him to the right. And uh, then we also have uh, Daryl Finch. Uh, Finch is a guy who is kind of borderline right now. He he made the team. He's on the roster. I know he wasn't on the borderline list, but he's a guy because we have a couple young guys on the practice squad that we can slide up into his position that if things look pretty good from our top guys, you might just let him go because it's no cap penalty and just give one of our guys that uh, space as far as development. But he's also a guy that brings a lot of uh, finesse move as far as, I won't say a lot, he brings a finesse move to the table as far as being a good pass rusher. So if something were to happen to our top pass rushers or as far as keeping the rotation going, say, Telvin's on the other side, then you have Finch who could come in on the right and continue to bring that pass rush presence. So that's some, that's still somebody that we, we, we want to keep and that we see use for. All right. Then we move to a middle linebacker. Uh, Juan Crosby, obviously our number one uh, linebacker, uh, and our number two sub linebacker, he will be sliding over with uh, King moving to the number one spot. All right, uh, it gives him a little bit uh, less space to carry because I like I like Juan's reaction time. It's just with him being a little bit slower than uh, some of the other linebackers in this league. Like he's not a ninety speed linebacker. We try to, we want to give him a shorter distance. A shorter area to cover, put him in better positions to use his skills and skill set. And when we match him up on tight ends and uh, like fullbacks and running backs out of the backfield, we feel like that is still a uh, area in the short area where we can still win. All right. Now we just Juan is one of the leaders in our defense, and he's just Juan is Juan. All right. Coming in next to him, we have uh, Tatum. All right, Tatum is like the polar opposite of Juan, but they still have a lot of similar qualities. All right, this is what I'll say. Like, Juan isn't a big hitter. Like, he's more of the coverage guy and make the sound tackle, but he'll make the interception. He'll make that play. Tatum is more of the hard hitter, uh, the hard hitter forced to fumble. Like, he's not going to – he's not – a block shatter at all, but if he sees the gap, he'll rush that gap, and that's one thing that I really like. Now, when he's back in coverage, he'll drive on that ball, all right? And that's also something that Juan does is drive on the ball really well, but what they drive on the ball for is so different, and it's so crucial. It's like they both have safety bills, and uh, Crosby, 
will be more of the free safety and Tatum will be more of the strong safety. When you look at their builds, when you look at their player types, when you look at how they play, that's what it is. All right? They just had to bulk up a little bit. At least Juan had to bulk up a little bit. You feel me? But if you look at their, if you look at them, that, they really play like safeties in the box. And I like it. I like it. Like short field safeties. So we'll see how that goes. And then we have Candidate. Candidate is a guy that we wanted to build up for death purposes. Uh, he does have the hidden death. All right, he has a lot of skills, and him being a younger guy, uh, he's somebody we feel like that we could mold and uh, solidify our depth behind uh, Juan Crosby. Uh, linebackers are going to be crucial in our scheme uh, just because of the way that we shift back and forth and how many roles and things that they have to do. Uh, so uh, having depth at linebacker and guys that you feel confident in is going to be good, and we really like what Kennedy brings to the table. All right, now... Uh, we move the cornerback. The cornerback room is pretty much unchanged. It's still Sparks. Uh, still Harmon Richardson. Harms. It's still Sean Dada. It's still London McNary. It's still Vernon Atkinson. Uh, we will still be doing a little bit more work and testing with our books uh, going into these next couple weeks. Uh, not only just with... Uh, I already started so I finished. Not only just with... Uh, our books, but just how certain things and schemes work with our books. That way, I, I, there, I said it without saying it. The way different things work with our books. And just as we've learned things from uh, week to week uh, with certain books, it's like, we don't want to say that we'll be pigeonholed to certain things, but we just seen how certain things have developed uh, in certain books better as far as how we... Uh, scheme moving forward so uh we'll definitely have a big 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 test with that uh definitely uh i'm trying to get the final grasp on where our defensive personnel will be in those situations uh because of the books i may want to use may not have the formations that i might like the most just because like hey our team is working way way better with this so i'm kind of torn i have one that has exactly what i want and then i have one that has like some of it and they both bring a lot to the table when one does some things better than the other you know how that goes so i'm still i'm still doing a lot of work with that and that's going to determine a lot as far as like our defensive lineup as well as uh as well as our who we keep and who we don't keep and like so in effect uh the linebackers definitely is going to affect uh who starts at corner uh we're still still testing our corners uh sparks i already know he's starting and atkinson i already know he's not it's just these other three guys dot our harms and mcnary we got to figure something out all right now uh, we move on to free safety. At free safety, we kept Hayden Harold. Obviously, uh, we kept uh, Jared Jacola, uh, somebody who we felt like we were going to keep. Uh, if we didn't trade him, he was another guy who was on the block, but we have removed him from the block. Uh, he's somebody that we will continue. We'll, we want to continue to work with. He he displayed to us why we should. Uh, something about when the lights turn on, change the way guys uh, respond, and he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. All right, uh, and then we kept Alonzo Berry. Now, I know on the last podcast I said it was kind of down to two other guys, 
But watching the tape, watching the tape, watching the tape, and I'm keep thinking to myself, why don't I see this guy? Every time I saw this guy, he was strapping the guy he needed to be strapping. So it's like Alonzo Berry made his way on the team with him being a younger guy and a guy that I feel like we could put down in the box as sub relief. I think that's somebody that something that we really, really need was a guy that we could put down in the box uh when if King was tired or if uh uh Juan Crossy was tired, that next guy up. And there was a lot of guys I knew I could put there, but I wanted that guy that I really knew I, I wanted to put there. And the guy I could mold for that. And he just became that guy. At least for sub, too, I just love the way that he covers things out of the backfield and covers those tight ends off the line. And I just want to see how those things progress throughout the season. And I felt like with the other things uh, that uh, the guys that who are – who didn't make the 53, brought to the table. Uh, and we'll talk about those guys next as we move into the practice squad. Uh, I felt like I already got that enough from the other four guys that I got. And the one thing that I really, really needed was another sub guy. And uh, Barry was that guy. All right. Then uh, we moved the uh, free safety. Uh, not free safety. We moved the strong safety. And obviously, uh, Ethan King and uh, Tristan Christian were the, are the two guys that we're keeping that uh, strong safety. I do feel like the roles of the strong safety can be replicated by Alonzo Barry. He might make that shift from free safety to, to strong safety. Uh, we'll take a look at how that affects us overall. We don't want to lower it, even if it's just by one. We don't want to lower it uh, with him being a. Uh, He's a younger guy, but he's also a guy who's not going to get super, super, super better uh, as far as his position, but he can get better as far as his attributes for the position that I use him in. And I think that's something that a lot of coaches don't really think about, uh, but I think with uh, Lonzo Berry, uh, he's that guy, and we may slide him over to uh, strong safety and see how that works. All right. So from there, we're going to move on to the practice squad. All right, we're moving on to the practice squad. The guys we kept. Now, some of these guys that we kept, I will immediately, I will immediately tell you that they're, they may just be bodies. Some of these guys are guys that we know that as we scour through and uh, start uh, doing the stealing, and we have to move other guys off our rosters back to the practice squad. Like some of these guys may just be space holders, and and we understand that. All right, now, first. Oh, wait, some of these guys are guys that we want to develop and may make their way back onto the roster as we get rid of guys who are older in their positions. Like, if we feel like, okay, now we're getting here, uh, this guy is cool, we know he's not getting any better than this, and his performance isn't really doing this, so we're going to bring in the young buck and start working him up with this team and start getting progressed and start getting ready for next year. He might have to get some snaps in this year. Uh, he'll at least get a taste, you know what I'm saying? You might have been able to eat with the big dogs, but you might get a couple scraps, all right? So as we go down the list, we'll let you know. Some of these guys, we do not know. We do not know what we're going to do. We'll just see. We'll just see, all right? So first, we're going to start with uh, halfback Khalil McKee. And uh, Khalil McKee is a guy that right now I would consider uh, a will see, all right? He's a guy that we wanted to slide in as the fourth running back if we let go of Meredith. But also with the value that we feel like we can get with Meredith on the trade market if we hold on to him for a year 
it's just like, hmm, we don't want to just let them go, but we also don't want to hoard them. So it's kind of like an in-between. Like, we've, we, we've been trying as much as we can to find ways that we can get this guy to work, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. All right, and uh, Khalil McKee is a guy that we liked. Uh, he made a couple decent runs, but uh, also as we look at our scheme and what we have, uh, we're still looking for a guy who can be who brings something different from what we have to the table. So he is a guy who may, if he doesn't get on a roster, may be swapped out for another guy who could possibly get on the roster. All right, we'll see. I know if we find more of a power. Power, power back, a heavy hitter, big trucker type back. Uh, Khalil may be replaced. All right, we were we were dabbling in those kind of areas. We were thinking about shopping uh, Jacola for Young, uh, but as Jacola performed, he kind of made me be like, okay, yeah, he's somebody that we need to hold on to, especially going into uh, a few contract seasons and uh, a few possible retirements in the in the backfield or in our deep backfield as far as our uh, safety room. Uh, we definitely want to have some young guys that we have some comfort with, so we wanted to keep them around. All right. But Khalil McKee is a guy who may stick on the roster. We have the week three to decide. All right. Next we go to uh, Matthew Thompson and... To be honest, Matthew Thompson is looking of like a body. He's looking like a guy who's just in the mix right now, uh, just holding the space. Uh, he might get swapped out for somebody who's on a roster that we move down uh, if he make a few moves. Uh, as far as getting playtime with the tight ends, I don't see him getting any playtime this season, and I don't see him being a guy that we hold on to. It really just depends on his development over the season, how many – uh, how much reps he really gets on the practice squad, how much better he really gets if the certain attributes take the right jump. Because he is a rookie and he is a younger guy, and tight ends are very hard to find. All right. Uh, next we have Sam Anthony. He's a guy that we drafted, and he's a guy that we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with him. Uh, we have him on the practice squad for now. Uh, we shifted him back and forth throughout practice, and I think he's a guy who could be good depth that we could slide into certain places. Uh, but as far as uh, space on the 53, uh, we couldn't hold him there because he just didn't have a dominant role. All right. Uh, next, we move to Donnell Butler. He's another guy who showed out for us in camp, and uh, he did look pretty okay in the preseason game. Kind of took a step back when it was live action, uh, which was one of the reasons why we ended up keeping Finch as our outside linebacker, and we don't have a right in either because Donnell Butler was the guy who was playing behind Yap, and we don't have him there either. Uh, we're looking at him as an edge. He's probably a guy that we will bring in to – uh, replace Finch if we don't keep him just because Finch is on a later end of his uh, career. Uh, and then Donnell Butler can get those reps at the outside linebacker. We can begin molding him uh, that way. Uh, then we can toss it up between whether we want to bring uh, Sam Anthony in to be the end behind uh, Van Reed for the future or if we want to move Fugger Fugger over there for now. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we can move with our younger guys, but we also want to have the depth uh, to still be a competitive team if something were to happen. So we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket just yet. All right. Uh, next, we have middle linebacker Sylvester Duvall. And uh, 
Right now, he's on a practice squad. Uh, if something were to happen to uh, Juan Crosby, he was pro or to Tatum, he would probably be somebody that I bring up off the practice squad if it's uh, going to be a long out. Uh, that, but we also had a luxury of being able to move our linebackers around so we could slide Damian Parks over there to the middle linebacker and slide uh, Anderson in. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that we can move. Uh, but Duvall was a guy that we felt like we can get solid production out of if we need to. Okay? Uh, next we have David Chamberlain, and he was just a young guy that uh, we could fit on the practice squad. I don't want to call him a body just yet because he does have a couple uh, – measurables that could be of use, I guess, that we can develop later for the future. But as of right now, especially with him being, I think, a little, I want to say he's 25, especially with him being a little older and with us just getting Atkinson and knowing we really, really want to work with him with the hidden dev, uh, he may end up just being a body, but he may be on a practice squad all year. All right. And then next we have uh, free safety, Thomas Cates. Uh, I don't expect Cates to be here long at all. Like I expect somebody to swoop him off the practice squad as soon as we're allowed to do that. Uh, just because he's young and he's a seven-year overall, he could still be molded. It's just we have such a crowded room, and uh, we let the best man win, and we just felt like Cates brought to the table more of what we already had. And that was the one thing nobody really uh, stood out. Uh, I can say that with the next guy, uh, Carlos Wright. He, it was, at first, it was a competition between these two. But Jacola really showed us something, and both of these two ended up on the practice squad, and a lot of that was because Barry showed us so much when we really reviewed the tape of how he was playing and the tackles he was able to make, or the plays and stops he was able to make in that sub-line back in position. Uh, I hope we can at least keep one of these guys for the season. I do expect both of them to kind of end up mixing, uh, missing, uh, I think the one we only one we might be able to keep will be a strong safety who's also on the practice squad, uh, Nick Felix, and uh, he's a rookie as well, but he's on the older side with him being 25. You might be able to keep him, uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I do not have my hopes up. And I also feel like this list will be uh, doing a lot of moving around. All right. Now, we're getting to that point. Uh, right now, I'm recording this at about uh, 54 minutes, so this is where I'm going to stop and start the next take because I still have a little bit more that I want to talk about, but we're almost out of here, guys. We're almost out of here. All right. We got that publishing up right now. All right. We're going to get to our next segment. kind of worked out pretty good. All right. So now, our next segment is going to be our upgrades. All right. We've had a lot of preseason upgrades. I been telling guys we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes in order to get our guys in the best position to be successful and we've had a lot of preseason upgrades uh a lot of key ones to me very very key ones and uh we will be posting those up on our social medias uh today uh we'll be up on twitter up on uh Instagram, just so you can get a better look at how things are going. We'll also be giving a little description of how each player has looked uh, so far and what their role may be going into uh, going into the season. All right. Now, uh, our first upgrade, uh, I know you saw the, the game that uh, our quarterback, uh, Caleb Brown, played. All right. He was able to receive an upgrade, and uh, we raised his field general up. All right. So, 
I'll be posting that on Instagram. Reds is soldiering it up to a uh, 66, so he's going to be even more dynamic passer than he already is. I think he's very underrated for his overall. I think he's very underrated for his overall. And I do expect him to get, uh, I expect him to get maybe one or two more upgrades before this season is over, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, next, we're going to move to our running back room. All right. Uh, first, we have the man of steel, Kenny Steele, Superman. All right. 85 overall, uh, elusive back. Uh, he got a upgrade. Uh, we used it on his power, so now he is a 80 overall power back as well. Uh, we want to keep Kenny still as balanced as possible. He came into the season before. Well, he, he was on the last man. He was at 82. Uh, he was a yeah, either 81 or he was an 82 elusive back and like a 78 power back. All right, so. Uh, he improved a little bit, a lot on the elusive, a little bit on the power. Uh, we're working our way back to keeping him balanced because we think he's a very dynamic guy and you want to have the best of both worlds. All right. Uh, behind his upgrade, we have uh, Mike Troy, who moved up in the overall. He moved up to uh, 70 overall elusive. All right. And then we have Trevante Nickerson, who moved up to 69 overall elusive. Uh, it was hard teetering back and forth whether I want to do power or elusive for, our, for Nickerson. But... Uh, I think with his next upgrade, I'm going to go power and just switch back and forth. But for this, I wanted him to get the overall boost. I know they're going to get some playing time this season. So I just wanted to see him be at his best. All right. Now we're going to move on to uh, the wide receiver room. All right. Our wide receiver upgrades were happening to the big three, really. All right. So the first one was uh, Joe Johnson. Uh, he moved up to an 88 overall. Uh, some may say this might be his last overall but nah i think he'll still have a couple more i think if, if we do this right he'll still have a couple more maybe we can get him up to a 90 maybe we can get him up to a 90 but right now he's an 88 overall uh, i'll post pictures of his upgrade because i think it's a pretty decent upgrade all right and then next we have uh amari Emanuel. amari Emanuel also got an upgrade he moved to an 85 overall receiver and with him being the x factor he also unlocked an ability all right and that ability was uh the deep out elite. So, if anybody knows anything about me, I definitely plan to use that ability quite a bit. We shall see. We shall see. But I'm very happy about that. And he got a great, great, great update. Uh, I, I, uh, upgrade. I have the pictures on uh, the social medias. You guys see the upgrade that he got. It's amazing. All right. And then next we have uh, Jackson Hunter. Jackson Hunter got an upgrade as well. All right, uh, we upgraded him as a, a physical receiver, just trying to build up on the basics and preseason catch, uh, his catching, his release, things like that. Uh, Hunter is a really balanced receiver. Uh, he, I want to say he's 74, 74, 73, 73, if I go down to arcs. So we just wanted to keep him still in that mode, still keeping him balanced until we really figure out how, how we want to use him because he has the ability to do – so much, but we just have to figure out where he's going to jump out at, where he's really going to make his name, so we know how we really want to build him going forward. All right, so for right now, we're keeping him balanced, and he got a decent upgrade that we will also be posting up. All right, we're going to post all of these, so I probably shouldn't keep saying we're going to post them up, so be on the lookout. All right, next we have a uh, right tackle, Julian Poirier. All right, now Poirier, his upgrade first, he started with uh, his mentor short. Mentorship. He got O line mentorship from uh, Malcolm Lawson. All right, so that raised uh, his uh, pass block finesse up three. All right, and then after that game, he got an awareness boost of three. 
uh, from his mentor as well. All right, and then after our Tigers game, he got uh, the XP from that game. With him starting the whole game, he ended up getting the overall upgrade. So uh, we went to his pass blocking. It didn't upgrade his overall as far as uh, him still being a 71. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> well, I was talking, I need to get some water. All right, it didn't change his overall upgrade as far as being a 71, but it, it, it helped his uh, pass blocking, which we're definitely, definitely uh, looking to continue building over the future. And, and while he has uh, the star dash, uh, we feel like we can uh, get get those bonus points and uh, do the best we can with him. All right. Uh, we also got an upgrade from uh, Fugger Fugger. Uh, I didn't get a picture of it. I forgot, but he moved up uh, to make him more balanced. Uh, he's still a 70 overall. I think he matched 70 overall, so both uh, power move or power rusher and run stopper. Uh, so that's good, and that's one thing we like about uh, Fugger Fugger. Uh, he 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 could do both. He could do both, and that's why we talk about sliding on him over there behind wait uh, behind Wayman Gates. All right. Uh, next, uh, we got our, our linebacker room. Uh, I'm, we're gonna start our middle linebacker. I mean, uh, Cody Tatum came in and he got an upgrade. Uh, had a big big play. Uh, Forced a fumble. Uh, he looked good. All right, so that moved him up to uh, uh, 68. Uh, his, uh, pass his pass uh, coverage and field general are both the same. So we just went with his pass coverage. We're just trying to build up a little bit more for what we feel his role will be in our system. All right, uh, we'll probably keep those two balanced, though. And uh, we may stay away from the run support just a little bit because we like where he is. And we don't want to – his block shedding should be improved, but also with the way that we run our defense, he doesn't need as much block shedding. Should nobody be on him by the time he get there. It should just be him him and them lighting them up. All right. And then uh, on the other side, we also have uh, Kit Morris who got upgrade. Uh, we upgraded his power rusher, but – Upgraded his speed rusher as well to make him an 80 overall now. So that's great. And I can't wait to get him to superstar to get him in ability. I can't wait to get him in ability. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully I can get him to be an X Factor and he can get Avalanche because I feel like, hey, he be laying hits. He be laying hits. But we'll see. I can't wait to see how he performs. Uh, we're going to put him back on the right side, even though I have him on the left side right now. And we're just going to let him be great. All right. And then, uh, lastly, the biggest news, the biggest news of the upgrades, shockingly, uh, the million dollar man, the two hundred and eleven million dollar man. I, that's like two fifteen. It's just easy to say. Uh, the two hundred fifteen million dollar man got an upgrade. He is now a ninety two overall. All right, on our way to the ninety nine. Because I keep telling y'all, I'm going to get him to ninety nine overall. He's going to be before his contract is up. He's going to be a ninety nine overall. I want to say before the end of next year, just to give me some more motivation. But just, hey, he's going to be a 99 overall. You just watch, all right? He got an upgrade, all right? And I'll be throwing all that. I'll be putting all these up on our socials so you can see uh, how great these upgrades look for our team, all right? Now, uh, we're still scavenging uh, free agency. We're still on the trade market. Uh, saying just any last little... Uh, kinks and chinks in our armor that we might be wanting to fix but so far it's looking like we've got our guys uh, i feel really really good about how we are going into the season i feel really really good about how we're going into the season and uh we shall see man 
we shall see. I will keep you posted on all our news uh, that happens from here uh, until the next podcast. I don't know if I'm going to take an entire week off and just wait until before our game or week to do the podcast. Uh, we'll see. I'm counting days, trying to get them right, getting the schedule together. Uh, not only this, but personally, because I definitely want to be there for my game. I definitely want to be there for my game. So we're scheduling everything around that, getting everything out the way. Like, hey, yo, I can't be here yet. All right, but uh, other than that, man, uh, I can't wait to talk to you all again. All right, uh, the social media will be a lot more active now with there being less podcasts in between. All right, so stay tuned for our social media. Uh, we will be we'll be considering looking for some designers to hire as far as using our reload bucks for some of our graphics just because I've been so busy as late, even though I'm working on changing my schedule around because now it's that time. I've been so busy as late. It's been hard for me to really sit down and do graphics the way I want to do graphics. Like I can always post pictures, but to sit down and really do the graphics the way I want to do the graphics, it's been hard to really find that time. All right. So I'm thinking about hiring somebody to do that. Uh, We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I do want to, it's going to hurt if I have to hire somebody that I can't draft as well, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I guess it'll be season to season, and once the season starts, I have to let you go, and then we'll figure out what happens. All right? But this has been uh, Head Coach Ronald Woods, and uh, before we go, I just want you to know, earn your stripes, All right, protect the crown, Gorilla gang, go Barons.